Hey, everybody. Welcome to the It's A Lot Y'all podcast. I'm Allie D. And with me, as always, producer Nicole. And we have got a lot to go over this episode. First, a quick recap on how we met. Nicole and I worked together in sports, specifically sports entertainment, in-game entertainment. She is a stage manager. I am on camera. And so we have been through triumphs and tribulations in the sports world. But here we are. We're making a podcast about it. We're glad you're here listening. If you've made it, this is episode three. First of all, Cowboys season has come to an end. <sighs> it was a great year. We had a great, great time. Run. The boys did great. What's your thoughts on the season overall? Overall, from an entertainment perspective, I think we did great. We made it through a whole season again with our squad, me, you, and DJ Elusive. We killed it. Nicole, you were just like chilling, watching some pregame chilling. football. Yeah. What do you got going on? Because as we were getting Today, ready to start the podcast, yeah, we're recording this on a Sunday. Yes. It's huge games. So... AFC, NFC championship. So as we were getting ready, I was just cozied up over here, um, watching some of the pregame elements with the 49ers and Eagles. Yeah. So I just noticed, I was telling you a little bit earlier, Rob Kringelsky is at the commentator's table. It's so interesting to see him in that position. I noticed him last week during some of the playoffs games in studio for NFL on Fox. It's just weird to see him because you typically see Rob like in a funny element or he's always doing like silly commercials. um, and he's super serious at the table. So it's a different side of Rob, but I'm here for it. Okay. Does he have some good things to say? I know our girl, Aaron Andrews, was just on. You were like, you got to watch her. <laughs> we love you, Aaron Andrews. Big fans over here. And we need some like gear. You know? I know. Where EA? I, I like how I'm repping Cowboys. You're repping Matt today. <gasps> yes. Look at us. I know. Okay. So let's get into some of the exciting things that have happened in the past week or so with our awesome, fun job. We have since concluded the Cowboys season, which means we are mainly focused on the NBA now and the Dallas Mavericks, which is really in full swing. So we have, I don't know, worked a hundred games in five days somehow magically. I don't know. I was talking to Chris Arnold the other day. Chris Arnold is a co-host at the Dallas Mavericks with me on camera, but he's also literally a Hall of Fame Texas radio guy. Like he Mm -hmm. is just legendary in the Dallas scene. So unbelievably knowledgeable and just love him. So anytime I get like a little one-on-one chitty chat time with him, I'm like soaking it all in just everything about it, the way he tells stories, the way he, you know, just engages you, his tone of his voice, everything is just perfect and dreamy. Love it. And he knows so much history too. Like he can take you back to like 10 years ago and tell you exactly what happened this game night and the history behind it. Records broken. Yeah, it's so cool. So as we were sitting courtside, we were watching the guys warm up and, you know, I was hoping to catch another viral moment like I did last game, but that didn't happen. But um, what I did (laughs) tell Chris was, gosh, these guys, like, I don't even have one tenth of the athletic energy or I could never even dream of... (laughs) exercising as much as they do every single day. I mean, just think about how much physical exertion they have. I know. such a grueling season. Not only that, let's just say you're doing that and you're playing, you know, 80 games at home, but half of those you're playing away, which means you're traveling, you're going to different time zones, you're staying in hotels, you're eating funky food. Your life is is definitely a whirlwind. And I just thought, man, I can barely get off the couch today. And they're just... <laughs> Flying all over I the know. country. Mm-hmm. What's well, unbelievable when you really think about it, how often they do play games and how many like even back to back games in different cities that they have. Um, so yeah, the athletic ability for these guys is unbelievable. 
I do feel like we've had a lot more back-to-backs this year we than have. normally. Is that I don't know what's going on, but it just seems like these guys are just constantly like, playing basketball. I know. <laughs> when, when is their nap time? Do they get naps? Because I would definitely be like on the nap bandwagon if I was. I know. And we have a lot of games coming up this week, too. I think we have one tomorrow, Monday, yes. and then one on Thursday night. Um, against the Pelicans, my former team. So I'm yeah. so excited they'll be back in town. Yeah, Hopefully to Zion about, will play. We need to talk and, about that and the Cavaliers shortly because I think you have a lot to add about your experience coming to the maps from your mm-hmm. other NBA teams that you've worked with. But before we get to that, I want to touch on the end of last episode, or I think it was towards the end. I talked about how I have this reoccurring nightmare of missing the timeouts. Okay. So let me just tell you, my nightmare is very funky. I have it like once or twice a year. It's the same nightmare. I've been having it for 16 years <laughs> and it basically just scares the daylights out of me. And it's usually before the Mavs season. So what happens in my nightmare is I'm in the arena. What does the arena look like? It looks like a Las Vegas hotel slash casino slash Chuck E. Cheese in my dream. Oh like, my goodness. Like a lot of animated stuff going on. The carpet is like really bright colored, a lot of noise and like a lot of confusion. So it's just like that sense of like the chaos and confusion. So the carpet's really bright. There's all this paint on the walls. And I am just like circling the arena, trying to find the entrance to the tunnel to get oh, down into the time. No. So I'm just trucking along and I've got my microphone. Sometimes I'll forget my microphone depending on the nightmare I'm having. And I'm just circling the arena trying to fit, find my way down to make my time out, which I usually don't make it. And then like all, <laughs> uh, you know, start crying hysterically and wake up and I'm like, oh, it was just a dream. Okay. Right. <laughs> Friends, let me tell you, this dream almost became a reality last game. It was <laughs> Freaky. So to tell you what happened, Nicole and I have a timeout. What was what was it? First quarter break or was it was it, the no? quarter break? Yes. I think it, it was. Might have, yeah, I think it was first quarter break. Oh, Nicole and I are staged at where the drum line is. So it's me and her. Mm-hmm. We get up there early because that's our personality. We want to be up there and ready just in case anything like the contestant doesn't show up. We have to find someone last minute, all that stuff. So we are ready to roll by the drum line and we're just chatting. And then all of a sudden, what, what were we going to do? It was like a movie poster. So it was guess the movie poster, yes. right? Mm-hmm. So we would show the picture of the movie poster without the title and the contestant would have to guess what the title is. So we were getting ready for that promotion. And then around three minutes left in the first quarter. I'll never forget it. (laughs) (laughs) I look at Nicole and I'm like, hey, where's the contestant? Like we may need to start thinking about getting someone else. And then, so what did you start thinking at that point? At Well, and also like, I'm just programmed that like how Ali mentioned, we always go way ahead of time because it's almost like you want to think, what's coming next. So once the first timeout happens, I'm already thinking of, okay, what's the second timeout? What's quarter break? So typically after the three minute mark, if we haven't already had the second timeout, the next dead ball will be a timeout. But in this case, we've already had our second timeout. So the clock's running. So around three minutes, every time I'm up there with Allie, and first of all, this entire season, we've been staged 
for our promotions at the Drumline Soundstage. So we're always at the soundstage. We know where we're going. So at the three minute mark, I always am looking for the camera guy. That's like my main thing. I'm like, okay, where's my camera guy? What if this timeout comes quick? Well, in this case, since it was the first quarter break, I was like, okay, well, we have time. I got three minutes for the camera guy to get to me for a contestant to come here. But at the three minute mark, I just started feeling like, is something off here? Now, if I may interject, Mm -hmm. so in order for this to go smoothly, here's the moving parts. We've got Nicole, stage manager. We've got me on camera. We've got a cameraman who is roaming the arena doing lots of things. He needs to show up and be ready. We've got the Mm -hmm. contestant, and we've also got the hoop troop member that's going to have the prizes. So none of the people were there except Nicole and I. Continue. (laughs) My sirens are kind of going off like something's weird. (laughs) So time's ticking. Time is ticking. (laughs) Hoop troops nowhere to be found. The contestants nowhere to be found. The cameraman I haven't seen. So all of a sudden, something just tells me, you know what? I need to just confirm our location for this live shot. So of course, I communicate to the director on my headset and I'm like, hey, Carla, just want to confirm, are we doing this promotion at the Drumline Soundstage? Well, <laughs> to our surprise, which we knew something was off. We were doing this promotion on the complete opposite side of the court. Now, Uh I want to also paint the picture. We're about like a minute left now until the quarter break. Guys, a minute left (laughs) until the timeout begins. And we have to make it from one side of the arena to the other. Remember, (laughs) we are up a huge flight of stairs. We are on the top of the first level. So now we have to get from the top of the first level all the way down to the floor level and then all the way across the court and then all the way back up to the other platform. See, because on our notes, it had said platform. And so we both assumed it was the drumline platform. And we did assume incorrectly. You know what they say about assumptions? It makes sense. Oh, and this did that day. So Nicole's like, we can make it. And I go, Nicole, we can't make it. I'm in four inch heels. Tell them we're not making it. Nicole's like, we're making it go. So here we go. She's got her hand lightly on the back of me. And she's like trying to shuffle it like it's going to help me move it faster. A a little tap on the back. Like, okay, Allie, keep it going. Okay. So now we get to the bottom. There's 30 seconds left. And we still have to go all the way across the court up and then up. Mind you. I've already spoken about my athletic ability. It is zilch. <laughs> and now you have me doing cardio in front of all the people in the freaking arena. And I'm going to have to go into the top of the concourse and then try to speak without being out of breath. All this is going through my head as I'm sprinting the hell sprint from one side of the, the basketball court to the other. So Nicole goes to go to the right. And I'm like, nope, we got to go behind the players and behind the bench if we have any shot at all to do this. <laughs> So also, I just all of a sudden go to the right and Allie's trying to go to the left and she's like hollering my name like, Nicole, Nicole. So this eats up like another 10 seconds. Right. And meanwhile, my eyes are literally on the clock. I'm like, okay, now we're down to 30 seconds. Yeah. So I'm communicating on the headset. I'm like, Carla, we're going to try to make it. I will confirm when we're in position. 
Now we're going behind the bench of the Mavs players, which there is literally like six inches of room to walk. There is You're no like room. You're like walking to the side. I'm side shuffling, <laughs> side shuffling all the way down past the benches, past the scorer's table. Now I'm past the opposing team benches. They're looking at me like, what is this crazy girl doing? I've got some fans in the way. And I'm like, guys, you got to move, move, move it along. We got to get somewhere. It is panic ensuing. To our advantage, thank goodness somebody fouled the ball. So somebody fouls, which <laughs> I didn't gives know us that. like yes, which oh. gave us about like another like I don't know, it's super quick, but maybe twenty twenty five seconds. I'm like, oh, thank goodness there's a foul. So I'm like, Allie, we are making this. We're trying to go up the stairs. Fans are coming down on both sides. Yeah. So I'm behind Allie, still have my hand on her back, like kind of tapping, like keep going, and then I'm also to the side, like move. You got to move. Right. Well, you know, what's funny is I didn't realize there was a foul called. So I actually thought that I did have some like athletic skill. Cause I'm like, I can't believe we made it up here. <laughs> but anyways, we do finally make it to the top of the stairs and onto that platform. I mean, when the buzzer rang, right? Literally I mean, when the buzzer hit going into the quarter break. And typically what happens is like, <laughs> we're there in way enough time to where Allie and myself can speak to the contestant, get to know them a little bit, just yeah. kind of refresh their memory, go over what this promotion is going to look like. They're this super nervous. <laughs> You know, right. the contestants are super nervous and like, that's our job is to calm them down. Be like, it's going to be so much fun. And we're also super nervous. So we, we get up there, we're <laughs> panting and I'm like trying to stage Allie, confirming on the headset. We made it. We're here. We can go. And poor Allie, you're trying to catch your breath. Oh my gosh, you guys, it was so embarrassing. So I guess you did confirm to Carla that we made it, which I, this whole time I'm turning around going, we're not going to make it. And I'm getting mad because I'm like, I am not going to freaking, you know, get on that camera and just be a total sweaty, hyperventilating mess. But I somehow pulled it together. I don't know, by the grace of God, when that little red light turned on and the camera hit me, I just held my breath because I was breathing so hard. And I was like, okay, we got so-and-so here. Da -da 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 -da. Go to the big screen. Like, I wanted right. to get off camera as soon as get possible. Get the camera off of me. But I yeah. will say, you did a great job. No one would have known that you just sprinted completely across the court in literally under 40 seconds. Yeah, that was amazing. And I did want to be slightly mad at you for trying to push me along. Like, that was going to help at all. <laughs> Anyways, I'm glad we did it. You did a great job right. in giving me the confidence to just go for it. So thank you so much for holding it together for me because I certainly was falling apart. And speaking of holding it together, I feel like you've done a really good job just adapting to the Mavericks lifestyle and how things go. I know this is your first year with the team, but you do come to us with experience from other NBA teams, specifically the Cleveland Cavaliers and the Pels. So mm -hmm. talk a little bit about how you think that experience has made you so comfortable and just ready to jump in here with the maps. Yeah, for sure. So I would say like in my career too, especially with the Cavs, I was obviously a lot more involved and I learned, I feel like everything I know just being with that organization, um, along with the Mavs, they have a really great show, you know, got way more experience with all the audio work, with lighting and just having a sense of the timing. NBA and especially with the production of it all, it's all about timing. So our timeouts, if you're not aware, timeouts are two minutes and 45 seconds. And then our quarter breaks are two minutes and 30 seconds. So it's kind of a mindset thing that 
that you know how to move pieces around to get like, let's say we have a minute video into this timeout. Well, then I know coming out of that minute video, I have a minute and 30 seconds left. Is it like how I kind of internally know what a minute feels like. So if they're like, Ali, we've got a minute till we go to you, you kind of know. Yes. Actually, a minute's a long time. It is a long time. Yeah. When you have a minute to prep something, you could be like, I'm going to sleep for 30 (laughs) seconds because I got all the time (laughs) in the world. So actually when you have a minute, but it becomes like an internal clock. So for you, was this something that you were trained on? Like, was there training on like, this is how it's going to go? Or did you just follow someone around or how did that happen? I think it was just drilled in me at the beginning. Like, keep your eyes on the clock, especially when you're on the court. And let's say you have a promotion or a lot of moving pieces on the court. We always had this rule of that at 30 seconds left on the shot clock, you got to start clearing the court. So that's usually the first horn. So if you're at the game, I challenge you to kind of listen during timeouts, like when that first horn hits, it's always at the 30 second mark. And then when that second horn hits, it's 15 seconds and you better be clear in the court or on the baseline. So I think that was always drilled in me. And I always express that to my other teams, like guys, listen to the horn, first horn, start clearing the court, second horn, we got to go. (laughs) You know, what's funny. I think a lot of fans don't realize too, is not only do we have to get off the court, but like you have to get off the court because if you're not off the court in time, you're getting fined. And that is a big, obviously, no, no. Mark Cuban does not want to get the fine for us taking too long on the, you know, jellyfish jamboree (laughs) going on on the court. reason why I said that, because I remember one time we had this timeout that was just a total disaster. This is before you were there, where it was something like, it was like a Dallas Aquarium promotion. And we had like this pool full of like those little bouncy balls and they just went everywhere. And so everyone was panicking because we were trying to pick up all the little bouncy balls balls from all over. And it was a total nightmare. And I think we did actually get fined because we didn't get them up in time. So needless to say, that timeout was killed and never happened again. And it's funny because that same game, we had the Whataburger fries promotion, which just shout out to Whataburger. This is not sponsored, but it's my <laughs> favorite cup of all time. My Whataburger. Allie, Allie loves Whataburger. I love Whataburger. And I, y'all, this is like my prized possession. And I got this because I actually got this from them for doing some promotional stuff for the Mavs. This was in the little gift pack package and they're like oh you can keep it so whenever i go to whataburger i'm always like hey guys and i'm trying they don't they don't care that the window they're like what is this girl doing because i'm i always want to show it off to them and they just don't care they're like just take your burger and go and i'm like look what i got uh anyway so- <laughs> you always have that waterburger um tumbler too it's like a staple <laughs> it is part of my existence so waterburger fries is going down normally guys what happens with waterburger fries is we've got these oversized giant foam french fries so picture like a pool noodle or something like that and all they have to do is we've got two contestants and they have to throw the waterburger fries into like the fry container which is about i don't know 20 feet away or so mm-hmm. And they're at like mid-court and um, the whoever gets the most French fries into the container has a chance to win free Whataburger for a year. So it's very exciting. The contestants, the fans, everyone goes nuts. We love Whataburger fries. And so we usually have two random contestants. Mm-hmm. Now, this time in particular, we had a superstar contestant that was joining us. However, what was so funny is Nicole did not know that this was a celebrity in the contest. Guys, let me just tell you who the celebrity was. You may or may not know. His name is Parker McCollum. 
He is a country music superstar. This guy sells out everywhere he goes, um, playing Houston rodeo, like all the big places. Everybody knows him and loves his music. So anyways, I'm like, oh, there's Parker McCall. And this is going to be funny. So Nicole's prepping for the entire timeout. And so what you normally do is you kind of give the contestants, like we were saying, we want to butter them up, make them feel comfortable. Right. So you start doing that, right? Exactly. And I first off want to say I didn't get the memo that we had a special <laughs> contestant this game. So it's actually funny because we give these contestants Whataburger t-shirts and one is spicy and one's fancy. So I like to always just introduce myself <laughs> to a contestant, make sure they know what's going to happen. They're comfortable. They understand the game. And then I get their names for the MCs. Little did I know this guy is like a famous country pop star. So I walk up to the two contestants with him and his friend and I'm like, hey guys, I'm like, okay, can I get your first name? So I got the first guy and then I got Parker's name. Something was like off because everybody was kind of being like, hush, hush, like, oh, we have There we was have more people standing around than usual. You than know, normal. Parker, he had a, a little bit of an entourage. So I don't yes. know who was there with him, but I felt like maybe a manager or something. There was yes. a few people like standing around and people were being like a little... Correct. So, okay, get their names, no big deal. So now I'm tasked with get the last name and how he wants to be introduced. So I walk Which never happens. Never, Which never happens. Never happens. Like, so Nicole's still not getting like the light bulb moment, still not happening for her. So not only has she asked basically the Madonna of the country world, um, what is your name? Now she's going to go ahead and say, oh, and what's your last name and how do you want to be introduced? <laughs> Like, what do you mean? Normally it's like, hi, I'm Joe Smith from Plano. Like now here we're going to, okay, so go ahead. So he tells me his last name and I'm like, McCollum. <laughs> McCollum. <laughs> oh, it gosh. just, guys, does not register to me. So long story short, after I asked the name, I was super embarrassed, but you know what? Maybe it kind of could have humbled him. Who knows? Yeah. Yeah, but shout out to Parker McCollum because I do love you and I do love your pretty heart song. <laughs> so I'm very familiar with the song. Um, but overall, besides that mishap, the contest went really well. And, you know, it just happens. There's a lot going on. It's a lot happening. And yes. it's a lot, y'all. Just to wrap that up with the prettiest bow ever, Parker, I just want to say you need to practice your Whataburger fry throwing because <laughs> I don't think him or his friend made us think. Actually, I think, was it Parker that made one made at the one. very, y'all, we almost had no fries in the container. Parker needs to work on his fry throwing because there was just one little fry that made it at the very end, which means he got to throw the special fry for the free Whataburger for a year but he did not make it. So sorry, Parker, you're going to have to buy your own Whataburger. I'm sure you can afford <laughs> it as a huge country superstar. So thank you for participating in our stuff. Nicole, yes. I can't believe it, but we have just flown through today's episode. We're out of time, sister. No way. I know. Yes. So y'all, thank you so much for hanging out and listening to episode three with us. We'll be back next week with another episode. We had a few little technical difficulties we had to work out. We've got those all worked out, but please, please, please follow us on social media. We're on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, all the things at It's A Lot, y'all. You can find Nicole and I both there. We love to, you know, chitty chat with you and exchange ideas. Anything y'all want to hear about, what you want us to talk about on the show, please let us know. We're going to have some great guests coming up this season. Lots, lots more in store for you. So we're so thankful you're on this journey with us. 
Have a great week, everybody, and we'll see you next time.